Hello, Lizzie. Hello, Andy. How are you? Well, Lizzie, I don't know about you, but it's episode 22. Wow, I think that is a new record. Nope. I just, I'm, I'm trying each week to mix it up a little bit, but it's back for being cray-cray for Tay-Tay. <laughs> I, uh, I like a bit of a sing-song to start that gets us in the mood. Yeah, I've set, a, I've set a bar now, haven't I, really? I say a bar, it's a very low bar, but there's still a bar that's been set of trying to find a song to start. But I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, another week and well, the weather. Let's not talk about it. Let's talk about how your week's been because it's been your birthday. It has indeed, but I'm afraid that if we are going to talk about my birthday, then we are going to talk about the weather. Damn. Okay. All right. How was it? Did you still have the best time? I did. I had a lovely, lovely time and I feel very loved and spoilt by all of my friends. It was amazing. But as I mentioned on last week's episode, the plan was to go kayaking and paddleboarding so that I could get a a group of of friends together, be all outdoors and socially distanced. Um, Obviously, all activities that we can do at the moment are outdoors and I got a email on Friday afternoon, so less than 24 hours before we were supposed to go and do this paddleboarding, and they had to cancel it because of 40 mile an hour winds. No, I mean, you'd go really fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to try and stand on a paddleboard in 40 mile an hour winds. Mm. I mean, we knew that the weather was going to be awful, that it was going to be torrential rain. And so we probably saved ourselves a lot of cold and misery. But um, it did mean that I was then left scrabbling around last minute to try and come up with an alternative. And obviously everything we could do was outside even pubs are outside but I did manage to get a table in a nice covered area of the little local pub just up the road from me and they were amazing I told them what had happened and they pulled out all the stops to make sure that I had a really really great time Um, so I had six of my friends together and I saw different groups of friends on the Friday night Saturday night and Sunday night so I managed to see everybody that was going to come paddleboarding And so it all worked out well in the end. But yes, the rain did try to put a dampener on things. Fine. So all you did instead was what I suggested originally was just get to the pub. I know. And I was really trying hard to be wholesome and to Mm -hmm. not damage my liver for (laughs) the entire weekend. But the universe obviously had that in store for me. Yeah, it wanted other things. But are you not allowed to take cans and stuff when you're paddleboarding I've never been I presume not but I am not quite sure what you sign away when you sign the waiver I think you probably are saying that you're not intoxicated when you're out on the water noted I think if you if you've got your own kayak you can you know knock yourself out do what you like sure I mean who doesn't fine I, I just wanted to check I, you know i'm thinking of trading my car in for one just because the puddles are so big on my road uh, mm-hmm. that it would probably be easier to get down it at the moment in a kayak when it floods here the ways into town there is one specific part that you know, without fail you'll see a guy canoeing down it on the local news just behind the newsreader that's trying to do a really serious story about the impact of businesses and stuff and then there's a guy just just going to get some bread from somewhere i don't know where <laughs> i love just it off. Yeah. So it's um some people are well prepared for whatever 
happens living in the UK. Oscar, the last two days, has decided that the time he wants to go out for a walk is perfectly timed with the massive downpours that we've had. So today, it's been pretty grey and miserable, but it it wasn't really raining until about 3pm, which was the exact moment that we were in the park. And the blobs of rain were the size of golf balls. It looked it. I mean, naturally, you captured it on, on Insta. And I am now paying the price because my phone won't charge because it's saying it's wet inside. <laughs> the price of being social media savvy. Yeah, I'm not sure it was worth it, to be honest, for my 378 followers. That's fine. I loved it. And uh, it was uh, it was good to see Oscar out in just loving life, no matter what happened. I did worry because those those downpours did look like they were almost the size of his head. We know that he has a thing for going for a bit of a swim so maybe he was trying to find a big puddle to to dive into i think he just hears the baywatch theme whenever he's just <laughs> sees water i think he must right <laughs> hashtag pubs and pugs is already a theme again i'm yes, loving it. it is it's just my life now isn't it it's great have you had a good week at work is everything sort of all right, because I know last week we touched upon some work-related dilemmas, and you know it's been it's been worrying me. What another thing that's been worrying me is that I now know that you live in an asbestos building, and that is it's been giving me sleepless nights. <laughs> I think asbestos is only a problem if you like move it, what, so, like a like a beehive. Yes, so <laughs> I think as long as no one starts like drilling any big holes in the walls, then I think we should be all right. Sure. So I'm I'm still alive. I'm still here. So, good. so that, that's okay. Yeah, this week has been good. I had Monday off work after my birthday weekend. I just treated myself to a day at home, which was really, really lovely. So yes, it's been a four day week. I've had been on courses and training and, and all sorts. So it doesn't feel like a, a normal week this week. Love that. Those weeks where you just sort of, you glide through to Friday. Not like, I mean, I'm obviously you've been working hard. I, I get that. This is just one of those things where suddenly Friday is upon you. I mean, I've been working so hard today. We had a training session today with TikTok and of course, TikTok challenged us to make a TikTok. So I had just spent the afternoon filming many outfit changes, trying to win the competition for the best TikTok. So I'll find out tomorrow whether I placed or not. I've seen it and I think it is a a contender at the very least. It has got to be up there. Yeah, there was 45 of us on this training. So um, there could be some stiff competition. Fine. I have every faith in you. No stressure whatsoever. (laughs) Well, that has really caught on. I've got to eat my words. I Thank told you. you it would not happen. But our lovely friends, Ree and Ellie from That Bright Idea podcast, they have been pushing that for you. They're, you know, they're really backing you with that stresher. The hashtag stresher movement is upon us. It is taking shape daily. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Even my phone is recognizing the word without changing it now. How much did you pay Ree and Ellie just out of interest? Absolutely nothing. The check has not cleared yet, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I'm hoping you, you suggested uh, tweeting Susie Dent. So that's the next step. I feel I didn't want to bother her too soon. You know, I need to sort of get the movement and the backing going. And thanks to, to Ian Ellie, I feel it's it's going to get there. So yeah, now that it's trending, she'll be, you know, she'll be on it, won't she? 
She will, and and watch this space, you know, in a year's time. Although I can't take full credit. I mean, we did happen to see that it is already a term in Urban Dictionary. I'm just... I think you could have claimed that for your own. You didn't have to tell anyone that it wasn't you that submitted that. I know. I I feel I need to because I don't want to be found out, but I didn't know it was there. And it wasn't one of those things that, you know, I'd seen and thought, I'm going to claim it as my own. I genuinely just heard the two words and thought those two go well together. My rationale for it is is very similar, but it's still not in the dictionary. So this is my push for it now. And the movement is upon us. Okay, well, um, we'll keep checking back in on that goal. And let's see how, yes. how far, far you get on with that. Does this class as procrastinating because it feels <laughs> very much like I'm putting off stuff that I've committed to doing and just <laughs> focusing on this? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing because I, I was listening to a podcast this week um, the, and I've talked about this podcast before as well. It's the Is This Working mm-hmm. with... You're going to say it. Tiffany Philippou, which yeah. is a great name, by the way, and Anna... Codrerado. I think you've perfected it. I can't say it. No, I've listened so. to, this, to that episode as well and it is a great podcast. Yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of both and, and follow what they do, but you, you yeah. put me onto this episode this week. Yes, it was all around motivation and what motivates us. Right. And there are probably a few things, but we haven't talked about each other's motivations yet. So this is going to be interesting. It is. And I've been thinking a lot after listening to this episode and kind of knowing that we were going to have a little chat about it this week and, you know, really sort of racking my brains with why I do certain things and why I procrastinate over certain things. And the biggest motivator, not the, it might not be the biggest, but one thing that really motivates me, as we've talked about before, is a mm. deadline. Yes. The the stressure of a deadline is really... <laughs> and I think today, with this TikTok challenge that I got set at work, mm-hmm. uh, we were given our lunch break to do this. And the guys at TikTok said that the average TikTok takes around about 45 minutes to create. Um, so we were on our, our lunch break. I needed to obviously feed myself at that point in time as well. So I did have around sort of half an hour, 45 minutes to try and create this. And we had to, once we create them, we had to send them off to TikTok because to, they're going to judge them. I, it just made me realize that I had to get creative, come up with what I was doing, film it, everything and and send it off in that time. And I just got on with it. And as we talked about before, you know, I do like to create a bit of content and I have my Instagram account and I often have ideas for stuff and then never never put it into practice I'm always like oh I haven't I haven't got enough time or I just can't fit that in right now and because it's not a priority because it's just my hobby it's just a bit of fun there's no commitment to it I'm not getting paid for it or anything like that it just gets pushed down the list but today made me realize that when I have to do something for in a certain time frame yeah, when it's a task like that, I can just get it done. And so I don't know why in a morning I don't say to myself, let's just churn out a bit of content. That's good point. I feel like I can definitely empathize with that because I can have days where I've got full meetings, you know, back to back all day long and then feel like I'm unproductive and I don't get anything done. Then I can have a morning where I've got no meetings whatsoever. But instead of being fully prepared for the afternoons ones, I sort of have the spell half an hour before that where I do all the prep for it. And that deadline looming very much creates that. And I'm I'm similar when it comes to the social media stuff. As we've talked about, you know, I do some gin blogging and, and things like that on the side. But it went away for a while and there is currently a 
uh, an initiative on Instagram from uh, Sarah at Jinna Ding Ding. She does Jinna Day May. Jinna Ding Ding. I love that name. It's a great name, isn't it? It's well uh, documented as a great name. Her initiative is posting every single day on a different theme. Uh, you get given the theme and then just, you know, the choice is yours. But having that structure, having that deadline each day, knowing that you you sort of committed to posting. And I even this year said I wasn't going to post every day on it, but it's actually got me to post every single day for the past two weeks, which is unheard of this year. And that is another thing I think that motivates me as well is kind of committing to a task, committing to something and say, you know, saying out loud that you're going to do it. So like last year when I was training for the marathon, Mm-hmm. I was motivated to do all the training runs that I needed to do, get up on a Sunday morning and go running in whatever weather in the middle of winter for three hours plus. I was motivated to not drink for two months while I was doing the training to make sure that I was in the best possible capacity to be able to do all of the training. And obviously as well, when you start out running longer distances, that takes a lot of focus and it's it's hard work and I was motivated by having that end goal again I guess it was kind of like a deadline but you know knowing I wanted to achieve a marathon by a certain date and I've talked before as as well about kind of the emotional side of why I was doing it and connecting it to wanting to do it in honor of my mum in the 10 years since yeah she died and I I remember just having this laser sharp focus to that goal and to work towards that so I think there's kind of that emotional motivator as well so they talk about looking into motivation and the theory behind it and you know what there's stuff that I forgot that we went through in first year of university or even earlier if you know we did business studies at yeah, A level. It was the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which at the time just became just a buzzword for how bored you were with uni or something. <laughs> or, or it just was like, oh my God, have you done your homework on Maslow's hierarchy of needs? By the time you've got to like the, the third or final year of uni and you're going through all the stresses of, of that content of whatever you need to Pressure. get. Through, see, it's only taken one and a half episodes and you are there. <laughs> By that point, Maslow's hierarchy of needs didn't feel like it mattered that much. But coming back to it now, the more I looked back at it, I was like, yeah, it's not perfect, but I do get why it's stuck around. And and it's weird how it's come back into our lives again and just trying to understand where it might fit even with us now. Yeah. And what I think was really interesting with Tiffany and Anna, they talked about money being a motivator. Yes. And uh, that goes, sits in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But if your emotional needs are not being met, it doesn't matter how much you're getting paid, that will stop mattering as much. So it's trying to find that fine balance. But what I thought was interesting, and I think it was Anna that said that she is motivated by money, but it's the freedom that having money gives her yeah the freedom to travel the freedom to you know take time off and to to go and do things the freedom to experience things with friends and family I think I probably relate to that a lot as well yeah I I think it's comes down to the the two factors isn't it so they talk about it but if you look into any theory of motivation it's your intrinsic 
and your extrinsic factors. So the intrinsic ones are the things that motivate you from the inside. It's all of your emotional needs, as you were saying, that need to be met on on that Maslow hierarchy. And the extrinsic ones are external factors, as the name suggests, that can motivate you. So money being a factor in there, you know, as soon as someone says, I'm going to pay you this much to do this, you are motivated sometimes to do that for that money. And that's just one of options of external factors. But the intrinsic one is the, like you said, with the marathon training. So you had an emotional connection, you had a purpose inside you, you had a a motivational tool that was just building inside you because of an emotional connection. Absolutely. And when I think of another situation where I've really, you know, got my head in gear to plow forward, it was from a place of fear and failure. It was called into question whether I was doing my job the best that I could. What was really happening was because I'm quite introverted and I'm not really a peacock and I don't shout (laughs) loud enough about what it is that I'm doing. It was people weren't sure what I was doing and whether I was doing the right things. Um, And so that was called into question and being one-to-one in a meeting with someone and them telling you they're not sure whether you're doing a good job or not was terrifying because I was slogging my guts out. I was putting my heart and soul into my job, but because I wasn't shouting loud enough and telling everybody like what I was doing, what an amazing job I was doing, it wasn't being visible. And the fear of potentially losing my job and the fear of being looked at as if I'm not doing a good job and looking like I'm failing at the job was within 24 hours, like, everything changed and it was quite a stressful period of time the the couple of months that followed that where I was feeling like I was really having to prove myself was quite stressful but I got loads done and I feel like I sort of I stepped myself up into the role and asserted myself and I think I'd probably maybe been doubting myself a little bit before that I was going through a lot of personal stuff outside of work at the time. And I think that I was maybe influencing the way that I was feeling in work and why I wasn't able to express myself in quite the way that was required. Yeah, it's definitely a, a motivator. I mean, I know fear can have many physical forms when it comes to, you know, how you react to stuff. But when it comes to someone questioning your workability, or if you were, if, I mean, if you were clocking off, bang on, let's say you were doing eight till four and you were in at the, the right time, out at lunch at the right time, clocking out at the right time, you were never sort of putting any extra effort that, that was needed just to get by. And someone questioned your work, you you know, you can say, I'm, I'm doing okay. But if you are slogging your guts off, doing your best, but then someone questions it and you can find another level from that fear, that motivation to get you into do you know what? I'm not an imposter in this role. I know my stuff here. I am going to show them that actually I, I may not have shouted about this, but without me, this is what you'd be missing out on. That's a that's a real, it's a, it's a motivator, but it's a real. It was a big learning curve in my career as well, actually. So it was a difficult conversation to have, but 
uh, yeah, I learned I learned a lot from it, and I think it was a it was a big turning point in. Was this early? Sorry, but was this early in like, or was this like in your career? Do you feel like it was at a point where you needed that turning point, or was it uh, a sort of you were at the start of it? It was. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, a long, long time ago. But it was at a point where I had gone from a kind of more junior level to a kind of higher level so you do need to step up and I think when you're a junior you can sort of maybe get away without like shouting about I guess some people probably do because that's how they get ahead or what have you but it's just not my style whereas you know when you're in a position with a bit more responsibility and you're a bit more accountable you have to make sure that people know that you're doing you know what's been required of you and so yeah it was it was a big learning curve and I'm really thank yeah I'm really thankful for it because I think it's helped me to kind of move forward and move me to the point where I am now that's good and you know I know you've said that you've been having a work dilemmas in your head but maybe it's a different form of motivation now that needs that next level of consideration so you know we, we have different factors of motivation but you find them when you don't realize sometimes and it's um it's good to have that that knowledge from the experiences you've had to to go okay I recognize what type of motivation I need to get me through this next bit yeah and I'm trying to work out at the moment what would get me motivated now like I said last week I'm not unhappy I just sort of feel like I'm ready for a bit more and it's yeah very much in a sort of transitional stage I just sort of but I'm also as I said I've been procrastinating over doing anything about it and taking that next step I think because I feel in a bit of a state of flux of like I don't know what it is I want to do and I don't know where I'm going and blah 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 blah. I think the pandemic has just left us all questioning everything in life hasn't it totally you're not alone there um it's for me, when I go, sort of going back to the money aspect and stuff like that, when I went freelance slash self-employed like five years ago or however long it was, the big motivator then, so this is, you know, thinking back way beyond pandemic times and, and that sort of world, was just wanting to get out from under working for someone else's gain or under someone else's sort of rule in that respect you know I was it gave me the ability to uh, consider where I wanted to work a bit more and then move on if something wasn't right or if if something came to an end and to gather bits of experience and be the best that I could and I was always mindful that it would allow me to access roles that maybe paid a bit more than they would do in in a permanent situation but with the fear that comes from not having a role so you have to be motivated to find the role, make a good impression, do a good job, put in the hours. And I was always sort of that way inclined to, you know, if you work hard, you prove yourself. But it, it added that extra level of motivation. And, and the pandemic this year, not being able to see the people that you work with, you, I've, I've felt this whole sort of last 14 months or so working from home that you have to prove yourself on another level because no one's there physically seeing what you're doing. Being motivated by fear must be exhausting, though. If if that is how you sort of exist all the time, is that just not really exhausting? Look at these bags. I'm not, this is why we do a podcast, because these bags are not made for television. 
I get it. And that definitely drives me as well, that sort of jeopardy. But in a short, you know, in a short space of time, I think if I had to endure that year on year, that must be quite, or do you just become quite used to that now? Well, this is where, this is kind of the bit I wanted to talk to you about as well in terms of motivation, because the the fear comes from where is my next contract? So if I'm on, if I am working for a client and I get a contract for six months and I know that the program that I'm working on is going to be going for 12 months to 18 months, then my motivation comes from doing a good job and impressing in those first three to six months that they want to extend me to carry me on. That's sort of an initial motivator. Then each time you're continuing that because you want to see it through. And as a as an intrinsic sort of element, I want to see a job through to the end. Mm-hmm. And and I want to if I've committed to a, a project and I know it's going to go through, I'm sort of right or sorry, to a contract as well. I want to do a good job because if I start leaving contracts early, your reputation is is shot a little bit. But I'm always at the fear. I won't give away too much, but any contract I'm on is usually they can give me two weeks notice. Yeah. And and that fear is there. And at some point, someone high above can pull the plug on the money for this project and we're all gone, you know, and it's it's always there. And then you don't know where your next one's coming from when it finishes either. So you've got to plan ahead that I you're I guess it's, it's the same in any role though. I might be employed, but I could be made redundant at any point and I think the unpredictability of the last 15 months has shown that anything can happen at any point mm-hmm. and come out of the blue look at furlough look uh, yeah, at what we, happened with you exactly so you know no one's ever really safe whether you're on a contract or whether you're employed or not no that was part of my motivation for going freelance and, and going contracting because in two separate roles I had been in teams at risk of redundancy and actually I handed my notice in to leave a role the day before our team was told we were being made redundant and you know I I left for my new role a month later whereas you know the majority of the rest of the team had to do three or five months worth of work to get there redundancy package but it really just cemented that in my head that like you just said it doesn't matter that motivation should still be there but my query I guess and the thing that I get lost in is that when I'm in a contract and you sort of midway through it and you think a project's got another 12 months on it and if you do a good job you'll get through it I lose motivation to it's going to sound wrong but I lose motivation to improve myself in that way for the next step. So I'm very focused on where I am, my complacency of where I I am uh, and, and what skills I need for that. But my motivation to sort of go, I'm going to do a course because I feel my next role could be this, or I want to branch into another industry. So I need to focus on this. That motivation sort of just dies down a bit. I relate to that as well. And I think back to when we first graduated, you don't have enough experience and the competition was really hard Mm-hmm. And we were, we graduated in the middle of the recession. So it was really tough for roles. And I did so much continued professional development. Um, I went to seminars on this, that, and the other. I networked oh, wow. and I read blogs. I was trawling the internet. I would all, you know, all, be all day at work and then I would go home and I would be reading up about stuff. I was learning. I was, you know, trying to upskill myself because I felt like that's what I needed to do. Whereas 
fast forward 12 years later or whatever it is is that how long uh, yeah i mean you've we've given it away this week in the <laughs> playlist which we haven't mentioned yet but you know there was one a song from the year you were born you've said we graduated in the recession we won't okay. say which one <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, yeah tw- 12 years later like i feel like the knowledge that you have from your experience I don't, of course, I'm not saying that I know it all because I really, really do not. But I, the, I don't have the same motivation. I think it's easier to kind of sit and to cruise at this kind of point. Although, as I said last week, I've, I don't want to do that. I want to feel like I keep put, challenging myself and I keep pushing myself forward. Mm-hmm. But I am struggling to find the motivation to do it. And I think it's really interesting what you said a minute ago about the connections with your colleagues working through the pandemic and obviously communicating via teams and not necessarily meeting people. And I think that that could be part of it. You know, I really like the kind of working from home environment and, you know, kind of having my own space and the quiet to be able to work in. But I think I am the sort of person that needs a lot of feedback. Yes. Um, But also pre-pandemic a lot of my job was things that were quite tangible so I did a lot of events and we would put content out there that people would interact with and react to and so you're getting real world feedback and when you can see something that you've worked hard at at being enjoyed by so many people and being engaged with by so many people like I get a real buzz out of that and a kick out of that and in this kind of world that we're living in at the moment, you don't get that in quite the same way. I think I I need to be sort of connected physically to my job. Working in events as well, you are, you know, you're physically working and running around and getting your hands stuck in. And I think that that is a motivator for me as well. A lot of the kind of, when I think about my future and my career and where I might go, I have this dream of like owning a food truck as I've mentioned before I love and I this think dream. It, it is just like wanting to create and wanting to physically you know graft every day and work I think that's what I need I need to move I need to I'm not made for sitting at a desk all day long I 100% agree with that I mean I don't feel like I'm built for you know heavy duty work or anything like that well you just built your garden I, I, yeah, oh yeah you did your back in I did my back in yeah let's not talk about that because it's kind of led to a real downturn in my physical health <laughs> um it, less said about that the better but it's really interesting to sort of understand where where motivation can take you as well because I know that I've rambled on about not doing stuff or wanting to do stuff like writing like writing a book my motivation to write a book is that I feel there's a book within me. You know, I, I've just got that feeling that I I love putting words down and I do it as part of the gin blogging. And, you know, I'm t- we're talking now and there's, there's words and, and stuff just conjures up during the week and we start throwing stuff back and forward. And it's in this day and age, it's content, isn't it? You know, and it's all, but it's all content coming from your brain. And that motivator is there, but putting that into practice, I'm not sitting down every day writing 500 words and I'm not making that time like you said you know you should be making content in the morning well what do we do to get to that point I always used to say to myself oh it would just it would be great if I wasn't in the office all day every day and I wasn't 
you know, working so much because then I could do some of the more creative stuff, (laughs) creative projects, my side hustles, whatever you want to call them. And then I was gifted four and a half months (laughs) of work. You know, I was furloughed for four and a half months. So that thing I was asking for all the time in the world to be creating TikToks and putting Instagram posts out or writing blog posts or whatever it is that I I think I had some dream that I was going to like work out for three hours a day or something like that you know just this crazy crazy stuff here I was with absolutely nothing to distract me because we were locked down and I was furloughed and what did I do with that time I got a great tan yeah well I think you've already identified why because there was no deadline in sight Yeah, absolutely. And I did do some things, but I guess as well, it's that purpose. It's like, why, why am I doing this? What's it for? Yes, it was for me. And it was a personal kind of outlet. But because I wasn't getting paid for it, and no one was demanding it, and there was no deadline. I really, really admire those self-motivated people who and I guess it's that entrepreneurial spirit a bit really isn't it those people that just kind of get on with things it's a it's a trust in yourself I guess and just having the no fear of failure or or flipping the the mindset that failure is just an experience it's not the be all and end all of of you and who you are but um I think going back to your need to have feedback and stuff like that I think that applies, It you know, it can apply in life as well, because as you know, with putting stuff out there, like you've said on TikTok, and suddenly, you know, the algorithm doesn't get you any views for a while or stuff like that. Any posts, any blogs, if no one's commenting and stuff like that, and you've put a lot of effort into it, then there's a negative reaction sometimes, I feel. And I get this as well. If, if you've put a lot of effort, if you feel something is absolutely incredible, and then it just gets a, a mediocre or, or less than mediocre response, it really knocks the wind out of you. And that is not a motivator to carry on doing that. No, it's sad that I'm so needy that I'm just like, <laughs> like me, like my stuff. Why don't you like me? <laughs> well, Andy, this leads really nicely onto Lizzie's quote of the week. Quote of the week. Oh, mixing it up. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Wow. That is a special one because I've had a lot of doubt then, I feel. That's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just like a if there was a line underneath me, just constantly sort of the closed captions just be doubt killed his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's it's so true. Like how many things have we not started because <laughs> because we think that we can't or and we doubt ourselves and we doubt that we've got that in us or we doubt that's who the person that we're supposed to be well a hundred percent because i mean if if anyone's listening for the first time this is podcastination podcast where we put everything off and this could now be finally the reason why we put it off because we doubt ourselves going back to the is this working podcast where they talk about the motivation as well and reasons for procrastinating is i i absolutely latched on when they sort of said I get sidelined by this that the other I'm just going to check my phone going to check this and but the doubts of not of not being good enough to do something that's right in front of you that you know I could sit here now and I could go right 
five steps to doing this. Go and write 500 words. Go and do this. And it's that sort of, I could do that. But I'm I'm just going to check this first, just to see if the world around me kind of is is not burning down, and then I'll come back to it. Yeah, Tiffany said something. I think that was um, when she's got something really hard that she needs yes. to do. When the task is really hard, she'll just open a different tab and look at something, or pick up <laughs> her phone and check social media. And yeah. I laughed out loud because I was like. I do this all the time when I'm like, you know, when you, you maybe it's the first time that you're attempting something. So you're not 100% sure how you're doing it. It's not necessarily hard. You just, it's hard because you don't know yet. And the amount of times I will like, I'll open it up and I'll read the first bit and I'll go, okay, well, I've, I've, I've read the first bit of that. Reward yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go make a brew now. And it's like, and I have to speak, speak to myself and I'm like, Lizzie, just sit down and get this done. And 99% of the time, once I finish that task, I'm like, that's nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. Right. This is what I was saying earlier about having a morning free of meetings and then still waiting to the end because I go to start it and go, I'm going to get ahead of it. And because there's that complacency in the background of, even if I know what I'm doing, but sometimes you just go... The fear's not there. The deadline's not there. It's not looming just yet. So I'm just going to check this and, and do that. And oh, the uh, the stressure is there. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to put this to you. We do this podcast every week. Right. Without fail. Yeah, bar two weeks, and it is nearly six months. Yes. And the reasons that those two weeks, we had legitimate reasons why mm-hmm. that couldn't happen. Yeah. So what motivates you to want to do this every single week? This is part of what I was thinking about because I was when we were when you'd mentioned this as a theme and we were going to talk about it. I I was like, do you know what? This is the thing I've committed to the most, not just for the past 6 months, but f- for possibly my entire ever. life ever, <laughs> other than uni maybe and relationships, but this is something where I am motivated through a passion through a friendship, through a conversation, through just just a desire to put something out there that we're proud of. And that is that is a motivator for me that every week I go, do you know what? I, I, I want to talk about this. I, I've got this in my mind. And if I'm not writing it down, let's talk about it. For me, it's I just love having a chat with you. It's a uh, lot of fun. That was Sorry, that was my number. If you didn't hear that between the lines, that was my number one. So the the like the fun side of it is obviously motivating, but yeah, I think we're accountable to each other as well. Yes. So that probably helps. Whereas Especially... with work, if when there's when you're in a big organization and there's lots of people working on things, and your accountability is a bit more diluted, I think you're probably more motivated for the tasks that are solely on your own shoulders. Yes, that is a great way to put it. That's exactly you. You've practically just looked at my work life and just nailed it in one sentence there because that is how it feels it is I describe sometimes when people sort of ask me what I do I describe that I'm just a really small cog in this bigger picture and because the accountability isn't there whereas this is me and you this is our podcast this has been going for a while now and uh yeah what we put out there stays out there and you don't want the wrath of producer Lizzie producer Lizzie's been great do you notice she's taken all of that energy on board that was that was there at the start and just let been, it go i've been very laid back recently haven't you i have yeah i'm impressed no i'm i'm in awe because you know this this happens this conversation happens and this is a really great thing to happen but to edit it down with some of the stuff that doesn't make it 
there is a, an award waiting. There isn't much that gets cut out, I would like to add. A couple of weeks ago, I came off recording, and I don't care to admit this, but I said, if you can make an episode out of that, you deserve an award. <laughs> and then the episode came out, and I, I was very impressed, even if I do say so myself. Yeah, well, obviously, I, have the, I do the editing, and it does take quite a long time. And I do that every week, and the motivation to do that is there. I never... Is there a deadline, not- though? There is a deadline, mm-hmm. yes, and I always upload it at about midnight the night <laughs> before it goes out. We're going right the way back now to you running up the stairs at uni at four o'clock to get that last assignment in to the box. Yeah, although I think yeah. I was this wasn't this week. I was ahead of schedule. Sure. No, no, maybe you this were Monday. Was... It was Monday because of cause pubs and birthdays and yes, stuff. yeah. Well, we have committed now for. 22 episodes so i think we should be really proud of that i think we should let's uh if no one else gives us a pat on the back i think we should and we should be celebrating with a drink yes you can give us a pat on the back because you can give us a five star rating yeah a review and you can subscribe so that you can get this podcast every single week i i'll use this as an opportunity to chirp in and say you can give us your feedback as well because we've said we need it and want it You can slide into our DMs or just follow us on Insta at PodcrastinationPod. On Twitter, because, you know, we are semi-active on Twitter now, at PodcastPod. Or email us, contactpodcrastination at gmail.com. Yes, I saw you put a tweet out this week. Well, you know, I might even do one or two. I might get into the swing of it again. I say that, I might put it off. You've been doing way more of the Instagram this week as well this it's a motive music has been a motivator i've been i've been like producer andy asking you every day for your uh input and i feel one day you're just going to tell me to do one no i love it i love it but then i'm always like racking my brains of you know i haven't had enough advance warning of what i'm gonna pick i know right it, i like to just go on the spot what is it what's your brain going to i think today's has been my favorite i think i said that last week as well didn't i it's fine. We're getting through it. Today is the one I was really looking forward to. And I created some of the themes on this and thought 90s would be an incredible theme. And when I thought about it, I thought of a particular song. It came round to it. I thought of three or four or five or six more. Then just through texting you, another one came up. And then at the end of it, I told you I was going somewhere else and then actually posted something else. So 90s is, is the decade. I think we need to create a separate 90s productivity playlist i don't think i'm that productive to the 90s though i feel i'd just be dancing crying singing just not i mean yeah okay let's do it well if you're not doing your les mills which it sounds like you aren't then you know this could be a good replacement (laughs) still paying for it um (laughs) but no i i'm there is my motivation though you were saying that we're accountable to each other and this podcast has got me motivated for that and I am still motivated to get back in the swing of things. Okay, well then your homework is to do just that. Good. And listen to a lot of 90s music whilst doing so. That 90s throwback hit workout, the best. Boom. Well, I'll happily take that homework, Lizzie. So I say consider it done. Challenge accepted. The motivation is there. 90s are going to bring it on back to me. Yes. Did you get that? Don't stop, never give up, hold oh, your head and reach, reach the, the top. top. That's right. <laughs> yes, Tre- that's club. Anyone that didn't get that, shame on you. Right, well, I think we should stop there before I do any more singing. 
I feel that we should carry on for that same reason. No no one needs that in their life. Fine. Well, in that case, Lizzie, I will leave you fully motivated and I will see you next Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday, Andy. Bye. Bye.